0: Another weekend of baseball has come and gone. Let's review each of the games, including what happened on Friday. Cardinals can't get out of their way. And the Orioles looks like they may be passing an interesting test. This is Locked On MLB. You are Locked On MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Lockdown MLB, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Where's my lower third? There it is, right there. You can call me Sully. I am an Emmy nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for well over a decade. And I'm now in my fifth season here at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at Lockdown MLB Pods. I'm your pal I'm at Solid Baseball Twitter, Solid Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Check out all the podcasts on the new SiriusXM app and be sure to follow us on YouTube and tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB or check out some of the other great shows on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Uh, this is the show that drops to recap the weekend of games. I mean, some of the games you missed, some of the games that weren't covered by some of the other podcasts going on. I'm recording this. Uh, it's the early afternoon on Saturday that I'm recording this. So the games from Friday are over, and some of the games have already begun on Saturday. Now, the Cardinals have taken an early lead uh, against the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I, I swear I'm not picking on the Cardinals, but the fact of the matter is maybe I am because, you know what? Uh, they lost yet another opening game of the series, which means they have one more shot. If they don't win the first game of their next series, then they'll go to mid-May without winning game one of any series they're playing in, which means, as always, it puts them behind the eight ball. They have to sweep out the last two games. They have to make up ground. The Pirates lost again the other day. They got smacked around by Toronto. And St. Louis still can't gain any ground. I'm going to address a listener at this point, Uh, Superfly, who's on, I just have it here. He's on Twitter, at uh, Kluthner, K-L-E-U-T-H-N-E-R. If I'm mispronouncing anything there, it's not my fault. Sorry. Uh, He says, you keep saying that everybody, put in quote, thought the Cardinals were the only team that would have a division cakewalk. Yet there were plenty of MLB people who picked the Brewers to win the Central. Hell, even Vegas had them at 171 to win, and the Cardinals at plus 125. Come on. All right. Let the record show. Despite my enthusiasm for FanDuel, I have no idea what plus 125 or plus 175 mean. I don't gamble. I don't really know what that means. Here's here's, here's where I'm just going to call you Superfly. Here's where Superfly has a point. Not everyone was picking the St. Louis Cardinals. And remember, for most of last year, Milwaukee was in first place. They were in first place at the uh, at the trade deadline when they made the strange deal sending Hayter to San Diego. After that, they wanted an absolute nosedive. Okay. you, you Again, I'm, your, your point is well taken. But here's where I will defend what I'm saying. The... Brewers went into this year with a sense that if they stumbled out of the gate, they probably were going to trade Corbin Burns. And they may have been in a position where the Chicago Cubs were in 2021, where they were salivating at the mouth to start making deals and start bringing in young players. The Corbin, Bur- Corbin Burns is probably not going to sign to a long-term deal. As a trade ship, a lot of teams could use, even if he's not at a Cy Young caliber, he's a fine pitcher who could help out you know virtually any team in baseball down the stretch so there was a sense that if the brew crew stumbled out of the gate in april like St. Louis did in real life then chances are there would have been a fire sale in Milwaukee and if there was a fire sale in Milwaukee the cubs aren't ready yet they're they're getting a little better but they're not ready yet Cincinnati doesn't know what they're doing. And I don't think anyone saw the start for the Pirates. And by the way, uh, the Pirates have come back to earth a little bit. And if you see, they're on a bit of a, they've been on a bit of a tailspin. You know, the, the, the Rays swept them, you know, they're on a five game losing streak. The Brewers are also on a five game losing streak. You know, a game and a half, one game in the loss column separates Milwaukee and Pittsburgh, and if Milwaukee showed up in the series against the Colorado Rockies, the Brewers would be in first place right now. This is one of the best things to happen to Pittsburgh is they're clunking away at a five-game losing streak the same time the Brewers are on a five-game losing streak, same time the Cardinals are on a seven-game losing streak. You know, and by the way, the Reds are also on a losing streak. The only team that's on a winning streak are the Cubs who are on a whopping one-game winning streak to climb back to 500 after a victory against the Miami Marlins. So wh- when I said the Cardinals were the one team that looked like the the best bet, it was based upon the fact that they seem to be the only team going into this year that didn't have a cloud of rebuilding hanging over them. So, you know, and again, I may i may be, I've been very, very wrong in some of my picks in the past. I've been grotesquely wrong in some of my picks in the past. And I picked St. Louis, I thought they were going to have it easy. And I felt that as the defending division champion with the top two MVP candidates going in, you know, last year the top two MVPs were probably Goldschmidt and Arenado. I think it was a coin toss. Goldschmidt won it. I may have given it to Arenado, but I have no problem with Goldschmidt winning it. I would have had no problem with Machado winning it either. Who was I keeping that a secret from? But that's what I mean from that. And so, but in order for the Cardinals to start cl- climbing up, they got to start winning some games. And holy cats, if you're going to keep losing game one of every series, what are you going to do there? Uh, I mentioned the, the Blue Jays shut out the Pirates the other day. Chris Bassett pitched a pretty good game. You Know he needed that, and uh, and you saw the you know the Rays uh got back into the winning sw- swing of things with uh a strange series, strange game, back and forth game with the Yankees. I don't care if the Rays are styling, do a little you know, Franco doing things, flipping the ball before throwing the first, Rosarena you know, doing a little uh, you know, cocky pose. That's fun if you have an issue with that. I'm sorry. That's a you issue. Try beating them. You know, only six games have the been on the losing side of all year. By the way, the Red Sox made an interesting trade. They traded bad Chris sale for good Chris sale. And they got another good performance of Chris sale in a back and forth game with the Philadelphia Phillies. Are the Red Sox good? I'm not sure about that. We're going to find out for sure. Um. You know, the twins in an interesting game. By the way, I'm going to cover the twins a little bit pretty soon because they're starting to put some distance between them and their competition in the central. They wound up shutting up the Guardians 2 0. Uh, uh, Bailey Ober was great. Great, great, great in a a really classic pitcher's duel. Got to give the Orioles some credit. They have a big test. All those tomato cans they were facing this bad team, that bad team. They went up against the Braves, one of the best teams in baseball, took that game. Uh, nine to four um but you know and the you know Dodgers and the Padres Padres beat the Dodgers that's an interesting game uh the Astros took the took the game from the Mariners uh big home run uh by uh, JD Davis helped the Giants beat the, the Brewers that helped keep the Brewers down a little bit but I think the most interesting game of the night the Rangers had a had a four nothing lead against the Angels. Angels scored three in the bottom of the ninth to tie it, and one on a wa- on a wild pitch. And with that win, the Angels and the Rangers have pulled to a virtual tie, and the Angels have now won five in a row. I was trashing the Angels for a little bit, so I have to give them credit where credit is due. Angel fans hate me. Ranger fans hate me. I want both your teams to do well. And now they're at a tie, virtual tie. Uh, the Angels have more, have one more win. Um, the Rangers have one fewer loss. They play each other again today. So one will be in front of the other just because they don't have ties in baseball. So good for the Angels for dusting yourself off and maybe, God forbid, making a run at this and not putting Shohei Otani on the block. Good for the Twins for going on a winning streak And, you know, building up a nice four-game lead at this point. And, hey, good for the Orioles, who are matching. You know, they're only four and a half games behind the Rays. And if the Rays come to earth, it's Baltimore who's going to be there behind them. So we're going to see what happens on Saturday. Maybe it'll be a Cardinal win. I don't know. They better start doing it in order to make me look good with my prediction. And I know that's what's concerning them right now. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to United States customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know how I say on the show, it's never the wrong time to win seven or eight, nine games in a row, and it's never the right time to lose six, seven, eight games in a row. Well, a couple of teams are kind of putting that to the test right now. The Pirates lost again to Brandon Belt and the Toronto Blue Jays on Saturday, which means they are on a six-game losing streak. And normally, when a team goes on a little spiral like that, especially when they're a surprise team like the Pittsburgh Pirates, you say, "Oh man, now you know Cinderella is over. That's you know the carriage is turning into a pumpkin again." But guess what? The team that's right on their butts, the Milwaukee Brewers, also have lost six games in a row. They lost to Alex Cobb and the San Francisco Giants, who were you know, starting to creep up the the standings here. Now, that's, look it, it would be great for the Pirates if they were winning and building upon their lead, but the fact that they can go on a spiral like this and not only not lose ground, but hold steady. I joked with Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates in a little private correspondence that we had, and I said, in the last six games, the Pirates have lost all of them and yet have chipped Six number six off of their magic number, which, by the way, the magic number for the Pirates to clinch the National League Central is reduced to 129, and they have gained ground. Even though they've dropped six of their last ten games, they have gained ground on the St. Louis Cardinals, who lost again. And so, you know, the, the, that was a game on Saturday. If they lose on Sunday, congratulations—they got swept by the Detroit Tigers. So look at. The Pirates need to get their act together, but the Brewers and the Cardinals are saying, oh, do what you need to do, do what you need to do, Um, which will be horrific when you take a look at the standings at the end of the year. If the Brewers or the Cardinals miss the playoffs by just a couple of games, they can look back at this time in May and say, yeah, the Pirates were stumbling and we couldn't take advantage of it uh the red sox have won eight in a row once again it's never the wrong time to win eight in a row and they've done it against the philadelphia phillies and convincingly so Rafi devers got the big huge hit there and it's it's interesting like i'm looking at this team and i was texting with my friend melissa monto who's a gigantic red sox fan down in texas and i said to her are the red sox good so look at their 21-win team, which is better than the AL Central leader and the AL West leader. They're right now you know, nibbling on the heels of the Baltimore Orioles. By the way, if you're wondering, like the, the, the Rays lost a, a game to the Yankees. Harrison Bader uh, got a big, huge hit for them that they needed. The Yankees needed that. The Yankees needed that big time. They got Cole pitching today. Now, Cole has had his issues with Tampa Bay, but he's also a fine pitcher and undoubtedly their ace right now. So if Cole wins, then give the Yankees credit going into Tampa Bay without Judge, without Stanton, losing that first game the way they did, being down two nothing in the first inning on Saturday. You know, with Rays thinking, hey, this a sweep is possible. Give the Yankees credit getting that win and put and making an even match in the series. Now, if you would ask me which team has the biggest lead in their division, I would have thought it was Tampa Bay who were even with the loss on, on Saturday are 20 games above 500. They're 27 and seven right now, but you'd be wrong. The Atlanta Braves with the help of Kevin Pillar's two run home run against Baltimore, by the way, they were wearing those the beautiful uh, lowercase a unis. They, it was a variation on the uniform that Hank Aaron wore when, they, when he passed Babe Ruth in 1974. The Atlanta Braves now have a six-game lead over the Mets and a seven-game lead over the Marlins. The Marlins are in a little bit of a spunk. For a while, they were a wild card. You know, they're one of the wild card spots. They've dropped their last five. The Phillies are being absolutely in a free fall right now in a six-game losing streak on the you know they're trying to salvage a single game at home against the Boston Red Sox but the Braves as of this recording have the second best record in baseball best record in the National League and a six-game lead over the Mets whose loss put them at even 500 so give the Braves credit they dusted themselves off and are playing outstanding baseball right now. Uh, give the Dodgers credit, Dustin May, and a solid game against the San Diego Padres have the Dodgers in first place by themselves, uh, tied in the loss column with Arizona, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. and company. They managed to win their game. They're they're hanging they're hanging on right now. In the matchup, the head-to-head matchup. In the AL West, it was Nathan Ivaldi. And look at, uh, I, as someone who follows the Red Sox as closely as I have over the years, I know when Ivaldi is healthy, he's a special talent. He pitched eight shutout innings uh, in the game where the Rangers topped the Angels 10-1. to It was actually a lot closer than that. The Rangers just bombarded the Angels in the final inning or so. But, you know, with that, The Rangers are on top of first place. And with a wild, crazy rally, the Mariners topped the Astros. And now the Mariners and the Astros, you know, the Mariners are starting to, you know, put themselves together. For a while, the Mariners looked so bad. I was wondering if maybe Scott Service wouldn't survive the month of May. They're starting to turn it around right now. Well, look, we have games coming up. And probably some of the most interesting games coming up on Sunday. We'll get to see whether the Orioles can win that series against Atlanta. That'd be huge for them. We'll see if the Red Sox can pull off the sweep. And we'll see uh, what the Yankees can do. If the Yankees can actually win that series against the Rays at home in Tampa Bay. You know what? That will show me something. That will show me that they were able to win a series, which nobody thought they were going to do because, again, They went in with a minor league lineup, no judge, no Stanton, lost the first game. If they can dust themselves off and win that, that would go a very, very long way for the Yankees, well, confidence to build. Anyway, let's talk about the Sunday games. The Sunday games are all over now, and I got to ask a question. Where can the Red Sox get a hitter like Mookie Betts? Just imagine if they could have a hitter like him. Can you imagine such a thing? He got that big home run in the ninth inning. I believe there were two outs. And then the the bunch of the Dodger rookies took the game in the bottom of the 10th inning on the ESPN game, 5-2 to two final in a sold-out Petco Park. By the way, you know, the Padres are not off to the start. A lot of us thought they were going to be. But it is great to see the place fall, I must say. But you know, it's interesting. A lot of teams that had super high expectations for the twenty twenty three season are right now, as we start to approach the middle, it'll be the middle of May in a couple of days. uh, The Yankees, who had just a brutal loss, they were up six nothing with Garrett Cole on the mound, and somehow they lost that game in extra innings. Go listen to Locked On Yankees with Stacey Gottsley. I'm sure she has something interesting to say. They're one game over five hundred. Uh, you have the, uh, uh, the Cleveland guardians who ever, you know, were the defending champs. There are two games under 500. You have the defending world series champs, the Astros, they're at even 500. The Mariners who are a playoff team, they're at even 500. The Mets who, uh, won 100 games last year, nearly won the division. They're one game under 500. The Phillies, who won the pennant last year, they're three games under 500 and just got themselves up there after their win against Boston. Uh, the well, we, all, the Cardinals somehow won today, so they they broke their losing streak. But you know they're right now they're 13 games under 500. But the the Padres, they're one game over 500. A lot of the teams where there are really sky-high expectations for are, as of this recording, still kind of in that middle zone. You know, it's still too early to declare anyone bad that you thought was going to be good, but we're going to be in the middle of May in a couple of days, and the first real checkpoint of a season is the one-third mark, which will be at the end of this month. So we're going to see a bunch of teams inevitably be at the end of this month not be where they should be. Um the team that is where they, exactly where they should be are the Atlanta Braves who won the final two games against Baltimore. Uh they had the the Kevin Pillar home run to win the game on uh, Saturday came from behind. And today, you know, wild back and forth game and it was uh you know Michael Harris the 2nd got the game winning double in the uh, it was the 10th inning, or the 12th inning, 12th inning against Baltimore and Baltimore, you know, give them credit. They went to Atlanta. They took the first game that looked like they were going to be up two games to none and the Braves won those games. By the way, a little preview for tomorrow's show, Connor Newcomb of lockdown Orioles is stopping by. And we're going to talk a little bit about how the Orioles are playing better than I think people thought they were going to, but Atlanta, as of this recording is they're on a roll. They've won their last two games, seven of their last 10. But the important thing is you take a look at all of the division leaders. Tampa Bay is a a five-and-a-half game lead right now over Baltimore. Uh, And, of course, the, the Tampa Bay Rays are right now 21 games over 500. But that's not the biggest lead of any of the division leaders. It is Atlanta, who are a full week ahead of the Marlins and the Mets at this point and look at I thought this was going to be a coin toss division and who knows it very well very well may be and the Braves have had a few bumps and bruises along the way but here they are they look like a complete team right now and they look like they want to just take this division and make it their own you know the Pirates are on top still on top somehow of the central they're in the middle of a seven game losing streak and the brewers found a way to beat the giants and so they've crept within a half a game and the dodgers have you know they're they've given uh they've put a game and a half between themselves and arizona but the braves are just on a rampage right now and when you take a look at the fact that they're you know they're taking on when they when they have to play decent teams they do well they're doing well against everybody Now, Tampa Bay has the best overall record, but man, the Braves just look like a team that they're forced to be reckoned with. Now, Atlanta has Monday off, and starting on Tuesday, they're going to play the Red Sox in a Boston-Boston, would have been a Boston-Boston series. Uh, You know, that's that's all I'm going to say about the games on Sunday. Um, You can hear on the feed the recaps of some of the other games going on. Uh, I do want to just pay a little tribute because a a great figure in Oakland A's history died over the weekend. It was Vita Blue. And Vita Blue is an interesting figure in the history of the A's for this main reason. He was a wonderful pitcher, multiple all-star game appearances, borderline Hall of Famer. Uh, won the MVP and the Cy Young Award in 1971, was part of the 320 game winners who were part of the '73 World Series champion with the Oakland A's. Uh, later became an All Star with the San Francisco Giants had a couple of very fine seasons with the Giants. Uh, was sadly involved in some of the cocaine scandals in the 1980s, but you know turned his life around. And became an integral part of the A's uh, broadcasting crew, and just this great figure in A's history. But he he also had an important part of the turnaround of the franchise. You have to understand this about the A's. Way back when in the tens in the 1900s, tens, twenties, and thirties, the A's were a powerhouse team when they were in Philadelphia and Connie Mack. But Connie Mack would not give up control of the team even when he was he was in his 90s and had no business managing the team ran the team into the ground and the team that should be based in philadelphia forever wound up moving to kansas city where they're owned by a guy who was in cahoots with the yankees because it was the he owned yankee stadium and the a's so there was a horrible conflict of interest in the a's I talked about this in a previous episode, basically became a farm team. They were a laughingstock by the last bunch of years in Philadelphia. They were basically a glorified minor league team in Kansas City. Charlie Finley took over the team, put them in weird uniforms, tried to move them everywhere over creation. They were a blight of an organization who almost never contended. They went 20, 30 years without putting a winning product on the field. And then they, they crept over 500 a couple of times in Oakland, and then came 1971. Vita Blue dominated the American League, was the MVP, was the Cy Young Award winner, and the A's, the A's of all teams, won 100 games and actually played in October. And completely, in a, in a manner that had not been seen since the early 30s, the A's suddenly became a real team and people had to take them seriously. There were generations went by where the A's were a joke every single year. And Vita Blue led them to October and was the key to getting there. They already had Jackson and, you know, Raleigh Fingers and Catfish Hunter, but Vita Blue was the one who led them to the playoffs. Now, they, got, they lost to Baltimore. They didn't get to the World Series that year. But Vita Blue put the A's on the map. Now, he wound up having a famous contract dispute the next year, sat out for a little bit, had for him a subpar season, but came out of the bullpen with the pennant on the line and pitched four innings, four shutout innings, to and was the pitcher on the mound when the A's beat the Tigers. And for the first time since 1931, This was 1972, the first time in 41 years the A's went to the World Series. And it was Vida Blue, who went to the bullpen and became extremely effective. He got a big save in the World Series. Had great outings out of the pen in the World Series. And then they went on to win that World Series. They won three straight World Series. And this team that was a joke became a dynasty. And it was Vida Blue, who was dominating in his best years, charismatic. It was one of those people that you wanted to see on the mound. And by all accounts, and I've known a couple of people who've worked in A's broadcasting and everything, by all accounts, had his life together and was just unmistakably a lovable man who loved being part of the Oakland A's community. Some of the things we're going to miss when they move. It's been a rough year for A's fans. They're going to lose their team to Las Vegas. They lost Sal Bando. They lost Vida Blue. There was the Glenn Kuiper controversy, which I'll talk about hopefully in some other episode. But rest in peace, Vida Blue. You were one of the great pitchers of the 70s and certainly one of the most charismatic. So... That was a little look at this weekend in baseball. We got a full week of episodes coming up. As I mentioned, we're going to have uh, Connor Nuke. We're going to talk a little bit about the Orioles tomorrow and recap some of the big stories. So go to Locked On MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can follow me. I'm your pal Sully I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Going through a weekend of games and realizing, wow, these Braves are good. So are the Rays, for that matter. This has been Locked On MLB for the 8th day of May, 2023. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.